Hey everybody, this is Brian Ellis. Thanks for listening to The Fail Journal. This is just a little disclaimer before the first two episodes of The Fail Journal. I must tell you, the audio quality of the first two episodes aren't wonderful. I didn't know (laughs) I was supposed to keep my mouth so flipping close to the microphone. So my voice goes in and out just a little bit. And But bear with me, it's just for the first two episodes, and I'm failing. I'm learning to grow in making a podcast. So yeah, <laughs> there's going to be some mistakes, but instead of just throwing them in the trash and saying, I'm going to redo that, I'm just going to let this be part of the process. So anyways, thanks for all your grace. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to all this stuff, and uh, yeah, please enjoy the film journal. Hey guys, this is Brian Ellis, and welcome to The Fail Journal. My hope is to inspire people to chase their dreams and pursue their passions by taking risks and embracing the lessons taught by my favorite coach and mentor, failure. It's The Fail Journal, and I'm jumping into some failure right now. Bless God. Okay. Ooh, what does this button do? That was awesome. <laughs> I did. Oh my goodness. I love it. That's what I need. I need a laugh track. Okay, turn these off now. That's ridiculous. That's so cool though. I didn't know we had sound effects. Um, I feel like a laugh track is something I need every day in my life because I talk to myself a lot and I'm like, nobody's here to hear this comical geniusness. that I'm able to flow with when nobody's around. I'm the wittiest person I know when nobody's listening. But then everyone's listening. I'm like, hey, you, you, your mom's fat. So um, this is just a great way to open the first podcast. Hey, guys, what's up? My name is Bryant Ellis, and um, welcome to The Fail Journal. I am really excited to do this, and I have to warn you that these first few episodes could be an epic failure because I have no... I have no experience with podcasts except for the few weeks we've been experimenting and playing with them. Um, I've had lots of acting training because I love acting. It's one of my biggest passions. But um, I don't know, having a a headset on and microphone stuffed in your face and lights and sitting in a room all by yourself with cameras going is a little bit weird. It's a little awkward. It's like, oh, this is intimidating. But I love it. It's also fun. I'm a little bit conceited that way. I love the sound of my own voice in the headphones. It's so cool. Um... Anyways, cool, yeah, so my name is Bryant, this is The Fail Journal, and um, a little bit about me, I'm going to assume that most people watching this episode know who I am, but on the off chance you don't, my name is Bryant Ellis, I am an entrepreneur, I'm also the CEO and founder of the company The Adventure Challenge, and um, I am so passionate about the topic of failure, mostly because I've experienced a lot of it, and It's been exciting because failure has never been something that's deterred me from pursuing the things I'm passionate about, but in my head, it's always been stepping stones, getting closer and closer and closer to success in my goals. And that's kind of how I used to view failure. I have a lot more of a healthy relationship with failure now. And when you hear me talk about failure, I usually refer to failure as an individual. Um, I refer to uh, failure as a coach, as a mentor. And, um, yeah, so 
when you hear me talk about, oh yeah, and failure came in, you, you know, I'm referring to failure <laughs> as a person. So it's a little weird, but that's how I see failure. So um, how I started to view failure, how I start to view failure now is um, failure is not the opposite of success. It's a prerequisite. It is not the thing that's holding me back from the goals that I want to achieve. It's something that's actually helping me get there. And once I discovered that, I started to view failure completely differently. I, I, I started to view risk completely differently because taking a risk wasn't, am I going to get what I want or am I not going to get what I want? Taking a risk was, this is ultimately going to help me towards my goals, whether I get the result that I see now or I don't. And once you view risks that way, it's more fun to take them because you're accomplishing things regardless of the outcome. And being a three, I'm a three on the Enneagram, if you guys are into that kind of thing, that helps shape my perspective so much. And so I actually journal every risk that I take that I'm scared to take. And before I take the risk, I document, what am I afraid of? What do I feel like could be the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? And I write down what actually happened. And as I've gone through the years, I look back at this journal and I see all these, you know, processes of, um, of risks and I'm blown away by the growth. Like, for example, asking a girl out. I remember being 18, being in school, and the first time I asked a girl out was terrifying. And I wrote in my journal, I'm so scared that she's going to think I'm creepy. Creepy for just asking a girl out, you know? But all these lies floating in my head, like, oh, she doesn't think I'm creepy if I ask her out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stutter or I'm going to sound like an idiot and... And um, fast forward to now, I'm still single, but asking someone out now is fun. It's an adventure. It's like, hey, like, I'd love to get to know you. Would you like to go out for coffee? And whether they want to or not is irrelevant. It's like, if they say no, then it's like, oh, cool. All right, I'll move on to someone else. I'll ask somebody else out. You know, so it's this thing. It's not, it's like, you're saving me time. Because it's like, if you don't like me, that saves me time of, you know, falling in love with you from afar hoping that someday you'll say yes. And it's like, no, like she said, no, I can move on. Um, and just so that's, that's a, you know, a simple example of how I've appreciated failure. But with, you know, acting, especially, I, I love failure. I love, ooh, I love auditions. And a lot of actors hate it. And the reason I like auditions is because it's black or white. You get it or you don't. You know, there's not like, oh, yeah, you're so good at acting. We'll call you. It's like, nah, you don't get it. We didn't like you. Fail. It's like, cool, awesome. But uh, there's so much adrenaline when you're in the audition room because it's just like, it's you and the judges. It's your moment. And, oh, I love it. Uh, when I lived in San Francisco, I went to, I think I even have it written in my failure journal. It was like 35 auditions. I got rejected from three of them. So most auditions I went to, I, I got the parts in. But the very first audition I went to was an epic fail. Um, every modeling audition I went to, I never got any parts. They just don't think I'm model material. I don't blame them. Um, <laughs> I went to this modeling audition in San Francisco where it was for a, a national commercial. So I was excited. It was like $10,000 payout. Um, but they said you needed a CrossFit in a swimmer's body, like a combination of the two. And I... I was a bit bulkier than I am now. I was working out every day because I was really actively pursuing entertainment. So I wanted my body to look good. And, and so I remember going to the audition, but I wasn't a crop, you know, I wasn't like, 
impressive good you know strong it wasn't like impressive strong it was just kind of like yeah you you can tell you do push-ups in the morning you know but it wasn't like you spend time in the gym so I go to this audition it was one of my first modeling auditions and I get there and everybody is so freaking attractive like everybody in the room looks like they're modeling full-time and I go in and I just feel like such a dork <laughs> and um I grab my ticket, I sit down, they call my number, I go in, and he was like, all right, give me a, uh, give me a swimmer's pose. I was like, <laughs> he was like, no, like you're diving. I was like, oh, and he brings the camera right up to my face and snaps these pictures and goes, thanks, next. <laughs> they never called me back. And I was like, oh. Another modeling audition I went to was, it was for San Francisco Fashion Week. And it was a runway modeling audition. I've never done runway in my life, but I went to the audition. Anyways, um, and he was like, all right, let me, see your, let me see your walk. And I'm like, my walk? Why the flip does he need to see my walk for? I, I don't get that it's like the whole runway. Like, oh, the walk of a runway is a very well-sculpted and crafted art. I need to get Miriam on here. Miriam is, uh, she's one of my friends. She does a lot of runway modeling. And I want to talk to her about some of her modeling fails that'd be fun anyways um but yeah so I, i'm just like walking like i normally do <laughs> if you're not watching the video i'm just kind of shrugging my shoulders like i'm slick but um i just do a little walk and he's like no, no 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 quit moving your shoulders quit moving your hands stop swallowing i see your adam's apple bumping up and down and he ended up getting so frustrated with the way i walked that it was just done and that was so embarrassing i couldn't sleep that night i was just like remembering walking like an idiot you know, bouncing my Adam's apple up and down. And it was just one of those things. But I remember getting home, processing through the failure and being excited that I took a risk because I knew I was getting closer to the things I wanted to pursue. And that's how I feel about failure is it's not holding me back. It's pushing me forward. Um, fast forward to now, I run um, a company called the Adventure Challenge and, you know, started off being $40,000 in debt. And then fast forward two years later, and it's generating millions and millions of dollars in sales. It's very successful. Um, but this wasn't my first business that I built. I've started several other businesses. I think at least six businesses I've started. None of them were, uh, I had a lawn mowing company, a lawn care company that made me money. Um, so I guess I was profitable, but you know, it was a couple hundred a month. It wasn't anything drastic. It didn't change my life. I didn't get rich off it. But all the other businesses I started, I tried starting a film studio. That epically failed. But all these different ventures and things that I started, they all developed me in a certain area to where now I'm able to run this successful company and it's prospering and we're having so much fun. And yeah, I still make a lot of stupid mistakes, you know, being a CEO, like I'm still learning so much. I'm 26, but the mistakes I made in those earlier businesses would have cost us the future of this company. If I wouldn't have made those mistakes before, this company would have been driven into the ground. I am 100% sure of that. Or I wouldn't have had the confidence to build this thing to what it is now because I, this would have been my first venture. I would have been freaking out. I would have been terrified. Um, so I'm truly grateful for those opportunities of those started businesses in the past. But in those moments, when you're starting a company, you don't want to be thinking this could be a complete failed experiment and this could be what ultimately leads me to my successful business. Because, you know, as an ambitious person, when you get a business idea and you're going after it, it becomes your world. 
who knows what I'm talking about? Like when you get an idea and you're excited about it, you obsess over it, you can't sleep and you're working day in and day out and you're building and you're hustling and you're grinding and you're looking at Instagram, you know, memes to inspire you and yeah, they hate me now, but they'll be sorry later. And you're like, you know, that whole grind, grind attitude. Um, and in the process of that, you don't want to be thinking, oh, this could be what sets me up for success in a different business five years from now. You don't want to be thinking that, but you have to. You have to be okay with that because it gives you the freedom and the, the fire to take risks that you would never take if you didn't have a broader perspective of your life rather than being so narrow-minded to where if this doesn't succeed, I'm not successful. Um, so yeah, that's, what, that's where my passion with failure comes from. Um, yeah, uh, actually... <laughs> How long we've been going so far? We've been going like 10 minutes. Okay, this is going to be a shorter podcast. It's not going to be like a full 45 minutes to hour long podcast. I'm not Joe freaking Rogan. I can't talk that long. And also I need a guest. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about my heart for the Fail Journal community. This platform that I'm developing is for ambitious people. People who have dreams, who are like, I want to go after that. But a lot of you could be stuck. A lot of you could be so traumatized from previous failures that you're terrified to go after risks now. And that's why I think it's really important that I'm creating this platform because, you know, a lot of uh, successful individuals, a lot of entrepreneurs and celebrities, it's like cool to talk about failing right now. You know, they're like, oh, I had to fail a hundred times before I booked my first my first role, and Thomas Edison failed 14,015 times before he discovered the light bulb, and, you know, everyone turned away Oprah and thought she was horrible for television. These are all motivating things, you know, in the concept of failure, but I think there's a way to fail intelligently, and I think that if we aren't processing through failure in a healthy way, failures actually traumatize us more than they educate us. And so when you take a risk, one of two things will happen. One, it will traumatize you. Or two, it'll educate you. And if you're not intentionally processing through your failures, more likely than not, that failure is actually going to traumatize you. Now, there are many different ways to process through failures, but in my opinion, here is a tool that is one of the most important aspects. You have to remember this. How you talk to yourself after you fail will determine with how you move forward with risks in the future. When you fail, if you are embracing failure in a healthy way, you're saying, what I did just now was not good enough to get the results that I wanted, but I will be more set up for success in the future. However, if you're partnering with shame, you're saying, I, as a human, am not good enough to get the results that I want, and this failure was proof of that. Your failures are not a reflection of who you are as a person. They're merely a reflection of your current ability in a situation. And the cool thing about us as individuals is we can always grow in our ability. My goal in life is to always become educated from my failures rather than let them traumatize me. So I have to be consistently aware of how I'm talking to myself after I take a risk and fail so that it's put into the education box rather than the shame box. I have a lot of dreams and things that I'm currently going after. My dreams don't end with 
business. Um, I have dreams in probably every single field you can think of. It's actually crazy. And instead of waiting for me to become successful in those fields and then talking about, oh, here are the places and times I failed, but I'm successful in this now, which everyone does, I'm going to be really honest with the failures I'm currently having. I want to motivate people to actually be excited about the failing process when you're in it, to look in your failure and go, I am happy to be here because I am learning so much. And um, I want to lead by example with that. I want to be taking risks. I want to be letting you guys know this week, this is a risk I'm taking. And then get back on and go, yeah, nobody laughed when I did five minutes of comedy open mic at this thing. You know, things like that, where it's just like, I want to be so transparent with it. Um, I went to an audition. I felt like an idiot. I asked this person out. You know what I'm saying? So what I want to be doing is opening up this community for people to be sharing the risks they're taking and their experience. One thing that I think is really cool is actually failure doesn't show up as often as you believe it will. Because when we're about to take a risk, we create the worst case scenario in our minds and we're thinking, oh, if I ask this person out, she's going to spit in my face or she's going to um, think I'm a creep. Or, you know, if you're going to an audition, you're like, I'm going to look like an idiot in front of these judges. Or when I'm, you know, playing guitar at this coffee shop, you know, what if I just totally blank out and forget the words and then people start laughing at me? And we create the worst case scenario in our head. And what's crazy is those things happen such a small percentage of the time. So small. But we're not taking enough risks to see the difference. So we may take, you know, one or two risks a year, and maybe one of those risks actually results in failure, and we're like, oh, half the time I take these risks, I'm failing. It's like, dude, take 100 risks. See how many times you actually fail in that risk. And I promise you it's going to be so much smaller than you actually think it is. So that's my heart for the Fail Journal community. It's a bunch of ambitious people pursuing their dreams and embracing the season of failure if that's what they're in. Um, I'll be doing a lot of interviews. I'm going to be interviewing people from all over the uh, all over the scale of different industries. I'm going to be interviewing actors, directors, models, on, um, businessmen, CEOs, entrepreneurs. Technically, entrepreneurship just fits under everything. If you're an artist, you're technically a freaking entrepreneur. So. Um, I'll be interviewing a lot of people. I'll be interviewing a lot of people who are really successful and have stories from when they weren't and the mistakes they learned that led to their success. And I'm going to be you know, interviewing people who are not as successful and are currently in seasons of failure and they're processing through it. But I'm inviting you to be on this process with me. I'm inviting you to be on this journey as we dive um, through getting to know failure in a different light. And I'm really excited about that. So, um, yeah. Like, subscribe, share this podcast. I think I'm supposed to say that. I hear a lot of people say that end of podcast. Go rate us on, on Facebook and the Apple podcast channel. Whatever you're supposed to do, go do that thing. So um, it gets good reviews because my goal is for lots of people to see this so we can all be failures together. <laughs> uh Thank you. <laughs> stop. No, really, guys, stop. It's, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. You just stop it. Shut up. We're good. Okay. I don't know.